This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. The big announcement about cutting the price for insulin. It's a shocker how much they're talking about. And then in the meantime, the Supreme Court deciding student loan debt. There is a doubt over whether or not that uh, will affect in fact, be a decision that many of the students who are out in front of the Supreme Court with signs saying cancel student debt will be happy with the ultimate decision. Hey, everybody, Kate Delaney, it is not snowing where I live. It's not snowing. But we do have a weird phenomenon happening in uh, in my neighborhood. It is always about the weather or the conditions around you, right? It's called red tide. And so red tide is this weird weird uh, thing that has happened in the in the last couple of years where you have um, this algae this toxic algae that that makes its way into the waters in the in the Gulf or in in, in other areas and it causes problems breathing you sometimes will be on the beach and you'll see uh dead fish and mostly it goes to the south in sarasota and some of those areas with these blooms but it's uh like anna maria island is a place that gets hit it seems with it and uh, a bloom is considered a hundred thousand red tide forming cells for every one liter of water so what that means is all the people that have come to florida from minnesota and michigan and ontario and arkansas and places all over because that's just a it's just a sea of different license plates who are taking vacations or coming down as snowbirds are probably disappointed but usually that bloom goes away sometimes within a couple of days or a week or whatever so for everybody who's jealous about the warmer weather don't be because there are other things happening in the south and in florida that are being dealt with and that's a prime example of it meanwhile in california they're still talking about the snow and the snow has affected a lot of people san bernardino was a place where normally you wouldn't be talking about snow but we have listeners there and i actually was sent a few of those photos and it was i have to say it was pretty wild as somebody who lived in california to see some of these areas that got the dusting of the snow but the cooler temperatures yosemite national park had to close indefinitely because they're buried in 15 feet of snow i mean they're working like the dickens there's an old one to trot out for you uh, to cliche to try to get it open but there's so much snow i mean you can't have people that are trying to drive through that it's it's so many of the areas are just not passable so i think there's some people that are disappointed thinking that they were going to be able to get in there slide in there maybe before the weekend and maybe they still will be able to open in the next couple of days but they couldn't open it as soon as they had hoped they would be able to do that which was on uh thursday because just there's just too much snow, too much of it to make it safe for anyone. And imagine how big that is and, and how many areas you would have to uh, clear. Eli Lilly. Wow. 
what are they reducing the price of insulin to? $35 a month. What patients pay out of their own pockets for the company's insulin? I mean, they did have this kind of policy in place, but lots of people that are diabetic, you know, these diabetes patients, they couldn't afford what just kept getting higher and higher, the prices of these in- injections. So the announcement is at an interesting time. There's been a lot of pressure on drug companies to rein in this huge profiteering on the backs of people who can barely afford the price of the drugs. So now the um, the price has gone considerably down, where people in some cases were paying hundreds of dollars a month. Now it's capped, again, 35 out-of-pocket payments. And so how many people does that hit? I think there'd be a big chunk of people. You've got 30 million Americans who have diabetes. More than 7 million of them rely on insulin. And if they don't get insulin, they can die. Or else they can have an amputation or even kidney failure. So, And there's no guarantee, even with insulin, what will happen to them. So, so this is a huge news for so many people who were feeling that pressure on what the prices uh, were. You know, they had generics, etc., to try to reduce the price. So this is this is a uh, a good thing, good news for some for some people in 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 having to be, get these insulin shots. But then, is there going to be some kind of regulation to make sure that the company doesn't change its mind eventually and raise the the price? You know, uh, insulin is cheaper in other countries because governments negotiate prices directly with drug manufacturers. But uh, in the United States, it's a much, much different uh, story. So this is a life-saving product. And it's sensitive, and it has been sensitive ever since it came about, because there are there are just people that absolutely rely on this, and um, and like I said, that's big news. That might be the biggest conversation on the day. That and what the Supreme Court is going to do as far as the student loan debt is concerned. When you look at the average, so I'm just saying the average student loan relief average when you've got people that are paying an average to go to school of 42,000 plus and then having to pay back over 300,000 that was part of the reason that the president wanted to cancel up to 20,000 in student debt for federal borrowers making under 125,000 a year but there was pushback from Republicans, definitely, and some Democrats, too, by the way, and a lot of lawsuits to try and, and block it. So this is a big ruling, and it will impact the lives of millions of student loan borrowers, including the $20 million that the White House is saying would have their balances completely wiped out. So they, uh, some students were probably thinking, oh, you know, I get out, I've got a law degree, I have this degree, I have that degree, and I'm not going to be buried in this debt because they're thinking, they're crossing their fingers that this is going to go through. And, of course, we know the price of college has gone astronomical since decades ago. It's a much different situation than it used to be. But um, the oral arguments have been heard, and just based on some of the comments, it's not necessarily looking good that the court is going to uh, rule in favor of wiping out that 
student debt. You have to wait and see until it actually happens. But if you read the tea leaves and read some of the comments, you know, and, and it's funny because now, and this is data you can find, but four of the- easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines. Instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families, we all know something big is coming. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Have you ever watched a video on the Internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why Internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores, building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327. Or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to KateDelaneyRadio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind-the-scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter, at Kate S. Delaney. At 
Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. Tonight in our author's corner, Kavika Miles joins us. He's the author of a book called Saga of the Nine Origins. And it's so interesting when you think futuristically, when you think global government, that's a hint. I'm going to let him take us down the trail of how this was all created. But very interesting to see what he's created here. And again, the Saga of the Nine. So thank you for coming on, Kavika. Thank you. I, I very appreciate this opportunity. So let's talk about how this was created. How did you get the motivation to write this? How, how did you create this? So it started about, it's been 10 years in the making, more or less. I had the idea when I was listening to one of my favorite bands. They came out with a new album called War, and it just kind of inspired it from there. And it was originally going to be like a, a rock opera but it just it just slowly changed and and as i grew and I served in the military and just kind of got perspective from the world it's just my my the story kind of changed to that that kind of like global government as you were saying and just what that would look like as a dystopian future so from rock opera to book tell us about this future that you've created in the book yeah, so I, I've always loved how uh, Christopher Nolan has told stories with, like, Prestige, the Dark Knight trilogy, and he just bounces back and forth, jumping between times. And so I wanted to kind of take that approach here and, and like, create a war across time. And kind of in a twenty uh, in the year 2036, that's the earliest date that this book takes place in. <clears throat> and that's just that's kind of when you start to see the, the Nine, the saga of the Nine, when you see the nine start to create, like, um, come to power, and it's how they come to power. So that's in 2036. And then you jump even further in the in the future into this unknown dystopian future and following another character named Jax, and you just kind of see how the nine are holding on to that power. And so in 2036, you see how, how Micah failed his country in stopping the nine becoming... Um, coming to power and then in the future it's just that that ever looming question that all dystopians take will will the the character save the the save save the country save the people from from tyranny and will he change the country for the better so tell us about Jax. what's Jax like Jax is just kind of he's a he's a lowly mill worker just kind of this blue collar worker that just is just going through the motions. Like, he's in the masses. He's in the the nine-to-five, so to speak. And he kind of just gets forced into this war against his own will just by uh, turning a fate with what happens to some of of his friends and family. And he ends up just taking that mindless nine-to-five behavior and just transforming it into this revolutionary individual. 
Yeah, it's interesting. You, you know, you talked about Christopher Nolan and liking his filmmaking, which I agree with you. And if you like that and then you use that and you morph that into something different in, in your book and your experiences shaping this, what was the best part about creating this world for you, creating this, this book? I think the best part was just kind of taking an alternative look maybe not an alternative look, just a different perspective on what the country would look like in the future and really taking like, so if we take a a moment in our current history and just slightly change it, kind of creating that butterfly effect, what that will look like in the future, and then just bouncing around the timelines within that alternative future or alternative history, so to speak. Yeah. What do you hope people walk away with when they read your book? Ultimately, like I know dystopians, they always have this this warning against like what what the world could look like. Hey, these are just kind of speculative fictions. But ultimately, I just want people to be entertained. I think it's a a fun epic story that I'm trying to create and yeah, I just want people to be entertained more or less. Perfect. That's a good reason to write a book so that people get lost in in your world and they are entertained. So what's next for you, Kavika and Saga of the Nine? So yeah, Saga of the Nine is just it just um, what what's next is as the title entails, it's a saga. So I have I am projected I'm thinking it's gonna be four books. And so I'm currently writing book two. Um it could be more than four, could be just three. That's a trilogy, though, so I'm like kind of stuck on the four or more thing, I feel. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm currently writing book two. Hopefully it won't take ten years to write, but that's uh, that's that's where I'm currently at, and, and, and yeah. So when you write these books, I'm curious, because a lot of times people will pass things on to friends and, and others to, to kind of get their take on it. Did you do that? I did that Kind of. I had a lot of friends that were really supportive, but then they just want to get back to me and just, they, they they have their own lives. I didn't want to pressure into anything. So I just really found a good editor and the one that I trusted and we went back and forth with that. And then I did get some beta readers eventually, but for the most part, I just, I found that good editor that I really trusted and um, collaborated with her on a number of different things. And so, and then that, that took probably six, seven, eight different um, back and forths. Yeah, to get it right. So, you you know, you mentioned in the beginning how it took the 10 years and you talked about the military service and, and um, whatnot. Did you ever think that you would end up creating this, coming up with this idea, putting it out there, then being in the middle of a second book and creating who knows how many in the end, four books or even more. Yeah, um, I always, I'm like, I just have a crazy imagination that just does its own thing. And so I, I never really thought, I, I wrote this a while ago as kind of like a rock opera, then turned into a book, and it was like movie, screenplay. And so it was just kind of simmering for a long time. I never thought I would have the the time to do it but then at some point i think it was like two years ago i realized you know you just you got to make the time and carve it out within your schedule if you really want it to get done and i started writing it rewriting it and that's when i was like oh this could be really good i'm going to change some things up and kind of re take that approach and once i made that decision it was just kind of 
go go for it. Yeah, you had the green light. All right, so entertaining for sure. Kavika Miles, Saga of the Nine Origins. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever great books are sold. Continued success, and good luck on the, uh, the series of books. Thank you so much, Kate. All right, so it's interesting, uh, you know, his mind and imagination and talking about a novel. I'm actually working on a novel right now. It's one that I've been working on for 10 years. So I know what that's like. Even though I've published five books now, this would be the first novel. And I have, you know, gone to friends and had them read things. And then they get excited and they'll say, oh, what about adding this? and What about adding that? And so it's kind of fun to to, to do for sure. And I've mentioned this before, but I'm on a hard deadline for Invade the Man Cave, so that's being updated. There was a, a lot of people that were interested in uh, Man Cave, which of course is all these sports stories that you really can't find in any book. That's why I wrote that, because I would just see these frankly boring encyclopedias that were great for stats and i have them like the espn bible basically of every stat you can imagine but they didn't have a lot of stories in them so that's why i did man cave originally of course we have a man cave segment on this show so i'm very very excited about that and i sent some stuff out to some friends and one of them said oh if tom brady becomes a comedian are you going to put that in there No, we can talk about all the other stuff because I just don't see him really taking off as a comedian. Just saying. Hey, coming up on the show, a couple of other authors that we're going to introduce you to, including Claudette Betty, her book, Healing from Personal Trauma. We to hear her story and what's happened and, and how her life has changed and why she wants to help so many people. And sometimes we'll just flat out give her book out. And then speaking of, of helping uh, Rakshan Syed joins us as well, and her book is Embolden Women, Unapologetically Me, and her book is about influencing and inspiring women and girls, especially to break the barrier of what ever societal norms dictate and even though the goal line has been moved there's still so much out there that uh, that you have obstacles how do you have those conversations and how do you move up the ladder and the focus of the book is is really to encourage women to value their skills and their voice while building their future because that's absolutely what uh, what she did so you don't want to miss that conversation i think it's very powerful too as well in fact both of them have powerful interesting stories and both have that heart of wanting to share stay with us i'll meet you on the flip side Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. 
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. According to a recent poll by Monmouth University, illegal immigration is the number one concern among voters. The survey found that a significant number of voters perceive the issue as highly problematic. Across party lines, 8 in 10 Americans view illegal immigration as at least somewhat serious. Registered Republicans are particularly adamant, with 91% regarding it as a very serious issue, while 58% of independents and 41% of Democrats share this sentiment. A hydrogen peroxide mouthwash brand is undergoing recall due to concerns about child poisoning risks. The Consumer Production Safety Commission is highlighting that the packaging of Heritage Store Hydrogen Peroxide Mouthwash lacks child-resistant features. Those are necessary for products containing a specific ethanol concentration. LeBron James is the first NBA player to score 40,000 regular season points. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralized the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. What if people always acted the same way they do when they're driving their cars? Good morning, Mrs. Blanchard. How may I help you? I'd like to cash this check. Sure. I'll just get my pen Come here on, and... lady. Get a move oh, on. Goodness. Where'd you learn to bank anyway? Oh. Whoa, don't you give me that look. It sure wouldn't be a very friendly place. What kind of candy do you want, sweetie? This. No, no, no. This. Pick something already. Come on, honey. We're holding people up. How about this kind? No. What is the matter with you people? If you're not going to do something, I am. Get out of my way. <laughs> Every day, drivers and their families all across the country are killed on the roadways because of road rage. Boys, it did a beautiful wedding. Oh, yes, and they make such a lovely couple. Excuse me, is this the receiving line? Yes, it is. Hey, he cut in line. I'm a friend of the bride. Do you know the Hey, now you're cut in line. Buzz off. Oh, yeah? He hit that nice man. That'll teach you to cut in line, you jerk. Stop the senselessness of road rage. It's time we all drive with the same courtesy we extend to people in the rest of our lives. A message from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety.
have Wilbur Shapiro on the show here on America tonight and in our author's corner because he writes and he writes and he writes and he's so sharp. This book is a really different turn from some of the others that he's written. It's called CF. And this is a man who we've introduced you to, as, as I've said before, we've had conversations. He retired from an engineering career that spanned over 50 years. And he also spent time at a place that I loved, and I just realized this about him. He worked at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia. That was the first museum I ever went to, and I can remember walking through the heart. So he definitely has a penchant for writing and uh, so many other things as, as well. He's produced 58 publications in technical literature. Wow. And, of course, on and on when it comes to books. Wilbur, thanks for coming on. Okay, I'm happy to. So tell us about CF and what the novel's about. Okay. Uh, I had a grandniece who had cystic fibrosis. That's what CF stands for. And uh, we got, as she was a little girl, we got along very well. And, uh, were noted microbiologists and they always were at a university where they did research work and taught courses. Um, When I knew uh, Barbara, she was at uh, Cornell University. And then uh, the parents, mindful of the needs of her daughter, would move to different universities being closer to hospitals and medical facilities. So uh, they went to Iowa, and then they ended up in the University of Washington in Seattle. Now, we separated. I went my way, and they went their way. And I didn't see um, Barbara for some 30 years. And then all of a sudden, on Facebook, who shows up but Barbara? Oh, it it was, uh, I would say it was almost a miracle. So we got together again, and uh, we were communicating via the Internet, and everything was going along fine. Then I heard she fell off her bicycle, and uh, she was having, uh, she hurt some of her bones, and uh, she was recuperating, but she was getting headaches. And then one day she had a tremendous headache, and that did her in. And uh, it was like, uh, God giveth and taketh away. And... uh, It hurt very much. Mm. So I decided to write a book about CF, and uh, I dedicated it to Barbara. And uh, the book is about a girl called Nancy who had CF. And her mother, Marie, uh, took care of her and watched her very carefully. And her father was very aloof, and he could hardly believe that he had a child that was sick. 
So, actually, her father uh, never did anything with her, and eventually uh, the parents divorced. Anyway, Nancy uh, tried to go to school, but uh, she had a coughing spell that almost did her in. So she had to be tutored, and she was tutored by one uh, of the, the retired teachers, and uh, they got along very well. But the teacher, Mrs. Austin, recognized that Nancy had the, uh, very good talent for writing. And uh, Nancy did some writing for the CF, CF publications, and then she was noted. She did so well that the newspapers asked her to write some articles, and uh, lo and behold, she became syndicated with many newspapers. And uh, her mission was to tell the world what it was like to have cystic fibrosis. And uh, she did this, and then after a while she wrote a book about it, which was very popular. And then all of a sudden, she got a lot of articles being sent by other people with cystic fibrosis. So she had a whole bunch of articles, and some of them were very good. So she formed a magazine, and it was called the CF Magazine. And the writers of the CF Magazine were all people who had CF. And then, well, she had the syndicated newspapers. She had a book. She had a magazine. The one thing that was missing was a movie. So she wrote a screenplay, which was accepted, and a movie was produced, and it was nominated for Best Picture. It didn't win, but it, it did uh, entice many people to go to the movies. And all her work... All her work was uh, so good that uh, uh, there were many contributions made to the cystic fibrosis organizations. And uh, when, uh, and as time went on, oh, I forgot to tell you that uh, along the way, uh, she had a lung implant which was a very difficult operation. So she uh, she did a lot of things, and a lot of good things. And then, uh, as most CF people do, she did pass away. And she was quite young when she did it. So I ended the book with a poem, which I will read to you now. We mostly are born free of strife, but some are born with an overhead knife. Can they overcome the vicissitudes of living? Many can, and make 
contributions that are fulfilling. I speak of the CF people who must fight to survive. Their organs need medications that researchers derive. Lungs are subjected to harmful abuse. There's no way to retreat and call a truce. Mucus is hard and sticky and passes it, it blocks. Vibrate the body to loosen the music, mucus before it locks. But wait, a solution prevents the mucus catastrophe? Try the medications. Loosens the mucus and makes it lubrication free. Sooner or later, a lung transplant comes into view. A rigorous operation, very hard to construe. Perhaps it adds years to life, but you must fight your own system immune. No matter what, you're captured in the CF cocoon. Nancy demonstrated to the world what CF life was like. She did well and deserves a credit spike. However, she is gone after shortened years and one cannot help the saddened tears. You know, the one good thing about CF research is the development of the tri, of the, the triple drug called Trikafta. And what Trikafta does, it goes after the mucus that is very damaging and it reduces it to uh, the lubrication aspect of it, which is normal. So that's my story. Wow. What a story. I mean, you took us all the way through it, and CF is very tough, and there are so many people in this world that have it, and your book shines a light on it, and your niece would be proud. CF is the name of the book. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Wilbur Shapiro, thank you so much. Thank you, Kate, for the opportunity. Delaney, I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. 
Go to Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Welcome, Suzanne Scheidecker-Cook, her book, A Mentor at Your Fingertips. Boy, this is something I think that is so necessary. She and I had a wonderful off-air conversation about what is lacking, and she talks about in her book that mentoring is her passion, and that you know she's got these tips for success, and that it's reader-friendly, and it's uh, a book that you can pick up and read really, I think, at any point, and it's something that I did. So, Suzanne, thanks for coming on, and what was your motivation to, I need to put this together and get it out in the world well first i'm very honored to be a guest on your show and then uh, to answer your question i have worked my whole career in very conservative male-dominated industries and the rules are different and um there's a lot of folks out there that uh 
I don't want to say pose, but you know they put themselves as career experts, and maybe in a in, in their particular field they are. But uh, for the conservative industries like banking, uh, the government, transportation, construction, the rules are much stricter. So I got tired of yelling at the TV and the computer screen, and I decided to take a positive step and and write my experiences down for people who don't actually have quite blessed to actually have a mentor in the um, workplace. And you talk about, like, very in the very beginning, you talk about, you know, with the workplace, the, the, the ground rules. And you have a quote. You say, people may doubt what you say, but they will always believe what you do. And you say there's an unspoken code of conduct in business, which you call the ground rules. And you list the rules, and it's really easy to go through the rules. Give us what you think is one of the most important, because obviously there are a lot of rules. You have 12 altogether. But pick out one and tell us about that that's in the book i think that the fall the fall through and then my last one the determination and perseverance i think those are uh the most important and keeping your sense of humor there's just going to be times that um things are falling apart and instead of jumping down everybody's throat or picking somebody apart that isn't uh, productive to being part of the team or to making it work, keeping your sense of humor and a positive outlook, I think goes a long way in just your personal life and also your professional life. Yeah, and in that last ground rule, too, you talk about, as you, as you said, how important it is, you talk about that we live in an impatient age where we are encouraged to have it now and everything seems to move at the speed of light. Boy, isn't that true. I mean, really fast, especially now when you look at technology. So how did you break the book down? How did you uh, organize the book so it would be easy, like you say, a mentor at your fingertips? Well, it's actually about two years of work of my life. I would write in the evenings and on the weekends. And then when I would start reading it, and throughout the book, I ask and I advise others to have somebody that you trust, you know, read your work. And and there was a lot of don't, 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 don't. And I wanted it to have a positive tone. So I just sat down after I wrote my first draft and decided, okay, well, what comes first? And I thought, well, the ground rules come first and why I wrote the book. And then uh, it's very important if you're selling yourself uh, and just to get ahead, you need to know what your goals are. And a lot of people, they don't they don't set their own personal goals. And also, too, they don't – a lot of people, especially those that go to business school, they're familiar with a, a SWOT analysis, but they don't do – they don't take personal stock of their own strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and and how that would apply to their personal and professional life, which I feel are very important. So I just sat it down in what I thought the order was and what my mentors, because I've been very blessed throughout my life to have some really terrific mentors, what they taught me and the order they taught me. And so that's how I laid out the book. Yes, SWOT analysis is so important. That was a game changer for me. It changed my life by by doing that. And you talk about the strengths and the weaknesses and the opportunities and the threats. And you have this at the end of, of what I'll call chapters where you, you say challenge yourself and you list questions and you, you, you prompt people uh, that read the book to do it. Is that also part of your thinking like, hey, let's take some action? Yes, I think it's really important. Um, 
my whole life I've practiced music or, you know, uh, played musical instruments. And so that's part of, you know, music. You, you learn it, but then you have to put it into practice and you have to challenge yourself, especially on the difficult parts of the music, but also my mentors too, my, my, again, I was been very blessed. They would challenge me. So they would give me something that made me put it into practice. And so I thought, well, I'm going to do that and, and challenge folks who read it. So they will get motivated and see, you know, something for them to put it into practice to learn. Yeah. And again, the name of the book is A Mentor at Your Fingertips. Suzanne Scheidecker-Cook, we're speaking with uh, with her right now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. People always ask me this question, and like you, I've been very fortunate to, to have mentors. People ask me, well, how do I get a mentor? How do I find a mentor? And I think that's the idea partially, too, of your, your book. Okay, you don't have one, here you go. That's why A Mentor at Your Fingertips. But how would you answer that question when someone says, well, then how can I also get a mentor? I think that um, working hard and taking the extra step, it brings you, it sets you apart from others, so those in the chain of command notice you more, and that's different than um, people can spot it when you're doing it for the right reason, and then volunteering, like a lot of people will, will roll their eyes when your boss asks, well, who would like to help out with a Christmas party or the team baseball game or whatever it is? And a lot of people will roll their eyes. But volunteering for this type of activities, one, uh, again, it, it sets you apart. But also, too, you get to know people from other parts of your organization, and you're not just in, a name on a on a roster, people will say, oh, I've worked with him or her. You know, they're a really great person. They have a sense of humor or, boy, do they work hard or something like that. So then you get known in the organization. But, again, I caution people, um, anybody who's been around for a while, they know there's a saying that I really like, if you do the right thing for the wrong reason, it's still the wrong thing to do. So I think you have to be motivated to do the right thing in the workplace. Yeah. For you, was what was the biggest challenge about doing the book? Um, I guess keeping the tone positive and then also um, being very candid about, like, the dress code. Interviewers won't tell you, well, uh, gee, gosh, she wore a miniskirt and uh, that doesn't go on her environment because they're afraid of getting sued. They're not going to say, um, I'm sorry, we don't wear four inch heels uh, in this environment. So um, things like that with the dress code was really hard because there's a lot of the looks that I, on a personal level, I love, you know, like the um, handkerchief hem. And I think some of the looks are very pretty, again, but outside of work, not in a conservative environment. So I think throughout the the challenge for me was to keep the tone positive, to really think about the personal challenges at the end of each chapter, and also starting each chapter with a quote, to make each chapter a standalone, where you can just read any chapter. You don't have to read the whole book if you don't want to. And um, and just being honest about the way it is, especially for women in conservative conservative environments, because folks will say, well, no, that doesn't matter anymore. But having and still being a woman, because a lot of times I'm the only woman in a room full of men, yes, things haven't changed that much. So I think it's very important.
important. Again, there's a difference between inspiring people, which I think is very important, but when you're a mentor to somebody, I think there's a a candidness in the relationship, which um, is sometimes hard to take. So I think that was my challenge to do that. We have just a couple of minutes left. So last question, what do you hope people take away from reading your book? Um, then I hope that it achieves my goal of helping them get to the next step and uh, putting them in a position where they do get blessed to have a real-life mentor. But in the meantime, that my book will help them move along in their career and also help them on a personal level, too. Yeah. Perfect place to end this. A mentor at your fingertips, Suzanne Scheidecker-Cook. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Kate. Hey guys, why settle for poor quality Pouty Arco that's sold by stores and online resellers when you can get Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea at drinksupertea.com or 818-965-9113. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only available at drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113. 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today.